My brothers and sisters in Christ can often be led into the temptation that if God would do things differently, uh, then I would be successful or things would be going my way or the difficult things that happen in this life or the way things go uh, lead us to believe uh, we, we could know actually better than God. Uh, it's a miserable temptation and many people fall, fall into that trap. I believe in some ways Jesus addresses this temptation to think that we might actually at some point think uh, we could know more than God or that he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, this is what the uh, rich man slides into uh, because of his riches uh, and because of his comfort in this life. He slides into that, thought, that, that way of thinking that he knows how everything will go. We can get into that uh, trap um, when things do go our way in this life. So Jesus, in order to to draw out the reality to us, tell, gives us this image and gives the Pharisees the image of what happens in the life to come. Um, for anybody who says that there isn't a, a hell, I always think about this uh, very gospel passage and think this is our Lord speaking clearly, that there is a chasm between your side and ours, and nobody can cross from one side to the other. How could there, someone say there is no, uh, there's no hell? Of course, our Lord's intention is to save us from hell. That's why he died on the cross for us, so that we wouldn't choose that. And to save us from that trap of falling into the, the thought that, well, that God's way isn't fair. To think that, to get into that trap of thinking, I know more than God. Listen to the, the rich man in torment, uh, in the place of torment that he is. He says, well, what if somebody raised, w- w- was uh, risen from the dead? Then people would listen to that person. And it's interesting that the person that Jesus talks about in this gospel is, is a man named Lazarus, who we all know, I will hear it in the gospel in a few weeks, is the very person that Jesus raises from the dead. And then eventually we know that the leaders, the Jewish leaders, want to kill him because so many people are coming to God because of his being raised from the dead. And, of course, God is already thinking about raising somebody from the dead, our blessed Lord himself. And so God has all of these things in mind already. There's nothing that our Lord hasn't, hasn't thought of. There's no scenario that the world could present to God that would outsmart him or that the evil one could, could make a plan that would capture God. And so we should see this freedom that God gives to us in our thoughts and in our, in our, in our, in our struggle that he's thought of everything. He can take care of everything. The problem is that we don't trust him to do that. That if we're poor and if we're needy and we can't find the sources, resources that we need in this life, that when we die, God will send the holy angels to take us and bring us to heaven. And so let's not be afraid to unite ourselves with the poor, poor man in this life, to Jesus, who is, who is humble and poor, who has become poor for us. 
Let's unite ourselves to him and let's follow him. He knows all things. God knows all things. And he's waiting for us to be able to to surrender to him and to unite ourselves to him. Think about how poor Jesus is uh, uh, at this Mass. He comes to us as a piece of bread. And we, the poor, are longing to just get one of those scraps to fall from this table so that to feed us so that we can be in heaven. Let's long to be with Jesus who knows all things and feeds us now in this Holy Eucharist.